the Special Sauce Podcast. You like the sauce. The sauce is good, eh? This is starting off his finances dry. Train them, trust them, and let them lead. With your host, Marcus Arias. All right. Welcome back to the Special Sauce Podcast, folks. I'm your host, Marcus Aurelius. Today, we are very excited to have a premier design and builder, my good friend, Rich Coelho from Right Built Design and Build Homes. Uh, Rich, thanks for joining us on the podcast here today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So uh, you've been pretty active uh, building homes. I mean, this is the time of year. I'm I'm lucky to have you here because this time of year you're out there. This is kind of your, your high season, right? Is this really where you're building a lot of homes? Is that kind of the. Absolutely. Kind of I mean, somebody wants to get their project started and naturally we want to get them started and going. Um, we, we like to have a tailwind. So we like to have projects that we're kind of on the completing end and projects that we're starting kind of all the time. So we, we have a real nice pipeline going. So it's super good. busy right now. That's good. And uh, so tell us what the experience is like, because a, a lot of folks, you know, they see a plot of land, right? They jot down the number, they're driving around their favorite little area, you know, and then they have no idea how to put it all together. How does the process start with a custom builder like you? So um, I usually tell clients you need three things. Uh, you, need a, you need that plot of land. So you definitely need that location. That's, that's probably one of the first things that you need is, is a targeted location or the actual land. Second thing you need is a house design. So you need to know exactly what that dream home looks like, um, what it is that you want to build. And that's where I kind of come in and, and help them with that. But they need to have kind of the basics. Do you want a colonial? Do you want a ranch? Do you want something in the middle of that? Um, and the third thing you need is a plan as far as how are you going to pay for it? So financing, uh, sometimes that's in the form of a loan. Sometimes that's self-financing where the client has their own financing secured. Um, and there's through right built, we also do spec homes where we'll actually kind of finance the home for them and, and build the whole home and they kind of buy it at the end. So that's, you need those three things though, to kind of pull the project, to get the project going. There's a lot of options out there for someone, uh, that's good. So how did you get your start in this whole thing? I know my audience is wondering, okay, how did this guy get started building houses? How, how did you, how did you start with this? Well, it's kind of a, it's, it's an interesting story. A, a long time ago, about 20 years ago, um, I, I started really getting a liking to real estate in general. So I was buying some multifamily properties and, and stuff like that just to get started. And they all needed a ton of work. So I started getting a lot of firsthand experience doing work on those. Um, my uncle was a, a cabinet maker. So I learned a lot from him as far as finished carpentry um, and that type of stuff. Um, and then around 15 years ago, I decided to build my own home. Um, and when I took on that task, I didn't have that third item we just discussed, which, which was the financing. I didn't have a lot of money to put yeah. towards the project. So I put a lot of sweat equity into it and I swung the hammer on the whole thing um, and, and learned a lot along the way. So I, did, I took on things as, as a homeowner, uh, plumbing, electrical, um, installed, did all the finish work. Um, and it was a lot of work, but I also learned a lot. Uh, from there, I started building spec houses, um, kind of like one a year. And I did it as uh, kind of like a, a real estate investment. And I took a love to it. I started really becoming passionate about that. 
Um, and then I, I made a transition and started doing it full time. You, uh, I got to say that uh, you didn't start out as a builder, though. What were you doing before you were a builder? I was actually in sales. I've been in sales uh, my whole life. So I was, uh, I was in medical sales for a large pharmaceutical company. Um, I, you know, I love talking to people. I like, you know, being behind a desk is really not for me. So being out in the field and, and meeting people, talking to people, um, and really just having a shared goal and, and trying to accomplish whatever that goal is, has always been kind of a passion of mine. Um, and that's, that's what I started doing. It, and it was a great career. I liked it. Um, but it was, uh, it was more of like a career slash job, whereas this became more of a passion for me. Um, and I felt that I needed something a little bit more from an accomplishment perspective. Mm. So seeing a building go from start to scratch or seeing a, somebody's dream actually come alive and it's something that's going to last a lot longer than I'm going to last on this earth. That means a lot to me. That's great. So how did you make your transition? Did you have your Jerry Maguire moment where you wrote a nice essay uh, on a few vinos and uh, told them uh, I'm, I'm going and I'm taking everybody with me? What did, you, what did you do? How did you make your transition? You know, it, it was a tough one. It was one that I toyed with for a long time. Um, it was a number of years that it, it would always come up. And uh, believe it or not, it actually would come up towards the winter time when things are a little bit slow, can't really do a whole lot outside. And I would sit and think, well, geez, I'm really bored. Like, and, and my job w wasn't really kind of giving me that edge or giving me or filling that void for me. And it would come, come across my mind. And a lot of times, you know, I talk about opportunities, having the right opportunity. Um, and I was kind of waiting for that right opportunity that it would really align with my goals, what I wanted to accomplish and yet not putting my family at great, great financial risk. And that came about, um, about three years ago, I had the, a great opportunity to jump into this full time. Um, and I didn't even think twice. I jumped in and uh, went full speed ahead and pretended like that job was never there. And uh, I would say the first six months were, were tricky. Uh, I knew it was gonna be great and I knew that it was, it was um, gonna happen and things were gonna pick up. I did a lot of home shows and stuff like that to get my name out there. And at the same time, I was working on a um, development. So it's called Stone Ridge Farm here in uh, West Greenwich, Rhode Island. Um, and it's a, it's a very private setting with big rolling lots. Um, so I was working on that and I had that kind of pumping away and in the back burner. But meanwhile, I was trying to drum up business. Um, in the first six months, you know, you kind of worry, like, how am I going to get new business? What's the next three to four years going to look like? And I'm happy to say that, you know, uh, a little shy of three years later, uh, I'm not worried about where I'm getting my business. I'm worried about where I'm fitting business in. It, it's how am I fitting these projects and doing them in a timeline that is, you know, keeping up with everybody's goals and expectations, but it's, you know, it's still adhering to the quality and process that I, I like to adhere to. So I'm really happy to point out that, you know, things are doing, things are going great. Um, I think that's a function of, um, you know, the stuff that we do and the quality we put out. Obviously, the economy is helping um, with the availability of financing at, at low rates and the ability for people, um, the availability of inventory is low. So people are looking at building because there's a lot of advantages to go in that direction. So we've been fortunate in a lot of ways. You gave me a tour of that property and, you know, I, 
my early years on uh, Quidnick Island, I, I would always see these lots, these nice gradual sloping lots and like former, you know, pasture or treed lots. And, and that land that you built on is just pretty pristine. I got to say that it's very hard to find a space like the one you built on. And the, the quality of the homes is amazing. Like, and it's not right on the street, which is beautiful. So you have kind of a nice slope to it, the way you laid it out and everything, even the, the engineered homes. How did, you, how did you learn how to do all of that? Like, how did you pull all that together? Talk about this specific development or all the elements you put together. What, what's going on with this development that you're doing there? So the development, um, it started off as uh, just a really large piece of land. It was, uh, it's about 60 acres. Wow. And I envisioned, um, you know, you could, you could cut that up into probably 20 lots with a conventional road. <laughs> and um, honestly, that's a, it's a bigger financial endeavor. It's something that you would have to have millions of dollars to install the road and mm. move forward. So you start needing partnerships um, and things of that nature. So it's that, I didn't decide to go down that route. Um, I wanted something that was a little bit more private. So that's why we use the word farm in the name. Um, and it's because it's kind of a, a setting where you have very large lots. So when you do, um, it's actually a residential compound. Um, it allows you, to, you have to have a minimum density of four to five acres per lot, as opposed to two acres per lot for a standard subdivision in, um, in the town of West Greenwich. So I did want that private setting. I did want all the houses to be somewhat unique. So I didn't want them to be cookie cutter homes in there. So we do, we are building spec homes in there, but we're also doing custom homes. Um, we we're working on our fourth house. We have one left inside this subdivision and wow. that one lot left is eight acres to give you an idea. Um, and we did try to leave a lot of trees up. So it's, it's largely wooded other than, you know, the yards that the, the homes have. And it creates a real rural private setting that people really love, but it does have a nice cul-de-sac, has a nice elevation to it. So you come down a nice, a nice, um, you know, easy, gradual sloping hill. Um, and we, we tried keeping everything pretty natural as far as the side. So it's, they're not like, you're not coming into something that's perfectly manicured. It looks nice and clean, but it looks natural at the same time. So that's the setting we tried to create. Yeah, you're not overly on the engineered materials. You use them where possible, but you have a lot of nice classic features and a lot of, I'm glad that you mentioned that it's a compound feel and a farm because that's a lot of people are looking for that privacy, especially now with what's going on in the city. I'm sure people want to get out of the city as soon as they can. And this is the kind of thing they're looking for. Um, so absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's a private road. So the yeah. traffic that you're going to get on there is really just the people that, you know, your family. Um, we do in, in, in this time, you know, in, in this kind of whole COVID world that we're, we're all in, um, I think people were just looking for other areas, some scenery, and we get a lot of people walking their dogs up there and stuff like that. And I love to see that. And I would always talk to them and that, you know, everybody would compliment what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't your typical development that you come in and you squeeze as many houses as you could possibly squeeze in there. And you really disturb the wildlife and you cut down a lot of trees. So we really tried not to do that. Um, and, and it shows, I mean, and that's exactly how it came out. I got some nice aerial shots of it in the fall where we had the foliage turning and you saw the road in there and it was just, it just looked beautiful. Um, those, those photos. So when someone comes to see it for the first time and, and they really don't know what they want, do you take them through a process? 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, um, you know, we go through, there's, there's a, everybody's got a budget, you know, when I tell everybody, everybody's got a budget and everybody, everything has a cost. So I try to be as upfront with folks as, as, you know, as, uh, um, as soon as possible because budgetary talks need to happen early yeah. and it's not something that, okay, I, I don't want to tell them my budget is 600,000 cause you know, then we're going to spend 700,000. I would like to know what the budget is yeah. so that I can properly counsel as far as what things cost and we can prioritize what your needs are and what is your, this is nice to have. And this is, th these are my must haves as far as things that aren't quite necessary. Um, so we kind of have that conversation. Um, we evaluate their needs as far as kids, future, um, how long they plan on staying in the home. Mm -hmm. I think everybody that is building a house, they kind of look at it as their forever home. The reality is life changes and yeah. that isn't always the case. So I always try to throw a flare of, what if you ever have to sell this property? Let's take that into consideration to some degree. Now I just worked with a client that that was not part of the conversation. And he, he said, you know, this home is going to be in a family trust. We want to build it the way we want to build it. And it, I'm not worried about resale at all. So that's a different conversation. Sure. Um, so all of these elements really come into the kind of the baseline as to kind of discover what it is that they want to build. Everybody goes on Pinterest and they go on all the house plan sites online. So they have an idea of what they want. And then from there, we customize their home that really meets all of the needs based on their budgets, based on their future demands. Mm -hmm. um, and we come up with that design. Um, and and that's, the, that's a fun stage, can be somewhat frustrating because there's a lot of kind of decisions that, that need to be made. Um, and I always tell my clients, it's a lot less expensive to make those decisions on paper or changes than it is to do it in real life. So we, we try to have visualization conversations my designers use a lot of technology like 3D design sure. to kind of really give them an idea of what a space feels like. So that's very helpful. That's good. So you do like a rollout of what the design looks like on a CAD drawing or something and you yep. show them kind of everything. That's interesting. And uh, what have you been noticing is the trend nowadays? Uh, we were talking about ranches. I hadn't given much thought to, about ranches until you started telling me that that's one of the new trends coming back. Is it, are you seeing more ranches now? Um, it's a very strong trend. Um, I would say that 75% of the requests that I receive are for ranches. Wow. Um, and that market segment is, you would think it's people in that kind of retirement range that mm. they're looking for something, they're downsizing, they're looking for one level living, master bedroom on the first floor. Uh, but what I'm finding is, that even younger people um, are looking for that same concept. So we built, I, I have had three clients in the last year and a half or so that, that are all under 40 that wanted a ranch. So wow. that's kind of a different market segment. So kind of that millennial generation X um, kind of segment, they're also looking for ranches. Hmm. Uh, and then you've got the older segment, um, we'll call it 60 plus that is looking to, move and downsize. They're looking to get out of their colonial and they want like a 2000 square foot ranch, three bedrooms with a master bedroom on, you know, on master bedroom on one side and the other two bedrooms on the other side of the building is kind of a, a strong trend. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of times I look at people who make transitions in business and they generally have drive. Where does your drive come from, Rich? 
Well, Marco, I think I can summarize it in one word. It just, it's passion. You know, I'm really passionate about building. I'm passionate about design. Um, I, I love seeing a project. I love seeing a picture come, come out in real life. And a lot of times we make game time decisions that, you know what, we thought about it and this looks better and we make those decisions and it just, you take that, that design that was perfect and you actually made it better. Um, so for me, doing that and having that sense of accomplishment, I got two favorite phases. So I break all of my, my uh, jobs into five phases. So you got your foundation phase, which is very important and, and grounding. So I think me as a person, that's a real kind of trait that I have. I, you know, my family is important to me. Um, finances, these are all kind of fundamental foundation building blocks. Um, the other, and I love framing, you know, so it's like the three F's foundation, framing and finish. So the framing is where you really see the structure erect and you see what the whole structure is going to look like. It comes together. Clients love seeing it. Um, and it goes up fast. The foundation takes a little bit of time. We have curing, we have backfill, we have site issues, but then the framing, um, the crews that we use, they're just talented. They have great mm -hmm. systems and it just goes up fast. So the clients are, you know, love it. And then the finish phase is where it all comes together. So the building is built, the exterior is complete. you got real nice finishes going on on the inside. You see the colors, you see all the trim come on and everything just comes together and it looks beautiful. So it's real satisfying to me. Yeah. I think if you're passionate about something, you're not working, you're, not, you're, you're just living. And so I feel like I'm living my dream job that I was always meant to do. So it's, it's really that's passion. Awesome. I would say if I had to bottle it in one word, that's it. You, uh, so did you ever think of yourself as a uh, builder? Like, did you come from a line of builders? People usually ask, you know, uh, what's, what's kind of like your pedigree? Like, because I've known builders, they've been third generation, second generation. You're first generation on a lot of things like me, right? So we're, we're both like the son yeah. of immigrants, right? We were talking about this a little bit, like each one of our parents is a little different, but they had the same drive and passion, right? So, but w what kind of things like, uh, can you say to that? I mean, what, you know, where, where did your knowledge of building come from? Well, you know, uh, knowledge wise, it's, it's a lot of research. So I, I definitely do a lot of research. Um, I, I belong to a lot of committees, uh, go to a lot of training type of things. So, you know, there's, from a knowledge perspective, it's there. A lot of the skills I've learned over, you know, over the last 20 years, uh, foundationally, uh, my parents are just hardworking um, immigrants from Portugal. Uh, my father, believe it or not, he's in the landscape field. So he did a lot of, uh, you know, um, earth type stuff, um, but really not in the construction field. My uncle was a cabinet maker. So working on my home, I learned a ton by working with him. Um, and I just developed a real love for it. So nice. it really isn't, it, it is a first generation thing. Um, I just, I like turning something that was nothing into something. So that, that really is satisfying to me. That's good. So what are the things that are in store for Right Build Homes? If we go to rightbuildhomes.com, there's a lot of great stuff on there. What, what do we see in the future uh, coming about? Uh, what's kind of your vision for the things you're going to tackle in the next year or two? So we're, we're always looking for, um, we're always looking for land and other areas that we can develop and kind of develop it in the same way that we did Stone Ridge Farm. So something that I think is eco-friendly where we're not clear cutting the land and we're allowing a lot of the trees and 
a lot of the natural terrain to remain. Um, so we're always looking for that next development. So I'm actively searching for that. Um, we do have some other lots of land that we're working on. We're going to be building some homes. I would say that 50% of our business right now, uh, most of it is referral based or people going on our website or Facebook page and they're looking at our work um, and they're wanting to build homes. So I would say that our pipeline over the next two years, 50% of that is custom homes. Um, and I love working with clients. So that works well. Um, I think that I come across to them as we're going to be real flexible. We're going to, we're going to basically make you happy. We're going to give you what you want and what you intended to purchase. Um, and the other half is we do want to continue building our, I call them spec homes, but they're really not spec homes. I, you know, I, it's kind of cliche to say that we're different, but we really are. Um, we really try to put a flair into all of our homes like we're going to live there. Um, and we take every decision and we try to, we try to make that decision so that it's the best decision for the client, not necessarily the best decision for us financially. There's a lot of things we put into our homes that you can't see. They're behind the walls. Um, the materials that we use, we, we use very, you know, high quality materials that I know that we're not going to have problems with in the future. But they're also eco-friendly. Um, we're very big on green energy. So we, we try to make our homes so that they're tight. Um, they, they have really good insulative properties. So obviously that helps with heating and cooling, but that also makes the home more comfortable. So we are focusing, so 50% custom, and I would say 50% um, right built spec homes. That's good. That's good. And uh, you know, uh, when, when you look at uh, what you're up to now, uh, you, you're going to have the best advertising ever, but we might have to visit you by boat. You're, you're <laughs> building something over there on uh, the pond there in Coventry. And uh, that uh, that's, I think that's gonna, probably going to be one of your business cards, there, the masterpiece. But um, uh, as you know, you grew up what in Coventry, you built in, the, in West Greenwich, uh, yep. So you know that area very well, but you've also done work up in Cumberland. I think you did uh, some building. So you cover Rhode Island well. Uh, so you've built in a lot of different communities in Rhode Island. So that's kind of a feather in your cap. You don't just stay in that Coventry, West Greenwich. Although some people we know in that area, they don't leave that area, but you're not yeah. one of those guys, right? Uh, you're uh, willing to go anywhere in Rhode Island, right? So Yeah, we have, uh, we have current projects right now in Smithfield, um, uh, Cranston, Coventry, West Greenwich. We have one in Narragansett. So we, wow. um, you know, we're all over. We're definitely all over Rhode Island. We kind of stay, try to stay in the southern part of Rhode Island, but we will go all over Rhode Island. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, Rhode Island's a small state, but it certainly has its pockets. Uh, so we try to stay kind of central, but, you know, we're all over Rhode Island. Nice, nice. And, uh, well, you know, we get to that point in the show where we, uh, where we ask you the, the magic question, right? What, what is your special sauce? And for you, Rich Coelho, what is the special sauce that keeps Right Build Homes going? You know, I, I think it all boils down to that word passion. I think that if you're living by that word and you're doing it, then you're not working and you're happy and you're putting out a really good product. My special sauce is, is seeing my clients happy and them come to me and say, you know, we feel really comfortable with you. We're so glad that we picked you as a builder. To me, that really drives me and motivates me to continue to make them happy. And they throw out all of their referrals and I really don't need to advertise. So that, that to me is my special sauce. Uh, if, you, if you would like to have Rich complete your dream home, 
uh, you can go on to his website, rightbuildhomes.com. And I think it's what, rightbuildhomes at yahoo.com too, if you just want to send an email. Yes. Yeah, so the, the website is actually rightbuilt.com, R-I-G-H-T, B-U-I-L-T, and the uh, email is brightbuilthomes at yahoo.com. Rightbuilthomes at yahoo.com, folks. Thank you again, Rich Coelho, for being on the Special Sauce Podcast. Continued success. Thanks, Mark. Very good. Thank you. Uh, again, uh, thank you, our audience, for tuning in. And remember to be well and be prosperous. Thank you again to our special guest, Rich Coelho, from rightbuilt.com. Don't forget to sign up and get access to all our startup, finance, and drive resources at specialsourcepodcast.com. And tell your family and tell your friends to get on the sauce. You like the sauce? The sauce is good, eh?